Hey, back the next super awesome podcast. Off the record. <coughs> A vinyl podcast. And uh, this time, we're uh, doing it a little bit differently. The other Jeff Villardo couldn't be here. So we got his other Jeff Villardo. Oh, no, you said the, we have one Jeff Villardo here. If the other one had, had made it, we would have had two Jeff Villardos. That's true. We would have had two Jeffs. It's true. I didn't get my own joke. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is uh, neglecting to talk. He's, he's going he's gonna to stay silent this whole time and just piss me off. <laughs> Jeff has elected to perform this podcast in mime. Ken will be interpreting. Mime is a, a very underutilized podcast technique. You could say it's a, a dying art. <laughs> could say it's a di- could say it's a dead art. <laughs> Je- Jeff's going to continue to do that. And just see how long it's going to take. Yeah, should we lay wagers, Ken? Of like how many in it in its minutes? How many minutes into this he's going to speak? We we could wager. Yeah, we could wager that. Um, so. I also guess it's just, you know, if, if I... Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, win, I win that bet, Ken. Woo. That was... That was perfect. <laughs> yeah. I guess this would also be, if I get it released in time, our de facto Christmas episode, too. Ho, 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 motherfuckers. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. You don't know? No. Okay. So Jeff is, um, we are doing this a little bit differently. Jeff is uh, uh, still, he's going back to silent mode. But Jeff is. Uh, Jeff's our Garbo, apparently. <laughs> he's our Harpo. That's what I meant. I was going to say Harpo. Zorro, but, you know. It Harpo. Be we just Harpo. need to get him a horn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got his own. So instead of doing one album or two albums, as we've done in the past, we, uh. We decided we're going to do kind of like a, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, like a best of. And Jeff rounds out the three of us. We're kind of the, the, the kernel of a, of a band we sort of have called Love Urchin. Never heard of them. Not many people have. Not many people have. Loser Rock is, that, is that, I think, what they're Yeah, that's true. For. But no, Love Urchin is, uh, is an, it, it's an on and off going concern. On and off project. Concern. Yes. <laughs> that's what they used it's to a good say. Way back. Of looking at yeah, it, like cholera. <laughs> no, that's what they used to say back in the twenties. You know. So like, we're not we're not um, taking a hiatus. We're in quarantine. Correct. Actually, I do have this rash on my leg that I'd like you to look at later, Ken. Sure, I'd be more than happy to. Okay. More than happy to. And by more than happy, I mean never in your life. <laughs> You'll be reluctant. <laughs> Extremely reluctant. Um, so we're doing kind of top three-ish songs that have um, inspired us to play music. <clears throat> Either just wanting to go out and be a rock star or maybe influence how we write music or any facet thereof. Completely intrigued. I know you are. I he, Jeff has been intrigued since... Well, he's not really intrigued, but 
He's no, just, I am. He's just saying that to make us happy. I want to hear what makes you tick. I'm sure you can probably guess at least one of them. Look, cocaine doesn't count as a music reference. I'm sure you can guess at least two of them. There's a song called Cocaine. Three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting to hear some docking. Some uh, Strychnine Divine. Oh, is that? Oh. And I can't wait. Now I'm, now I'm a little curious. And maybe something from the Barb and Henry collection. Like, <laughs> like maybe Polka some, music? some Herb Alpert, maybe? Mm. Some Oz- Those are all very good guesses. Osmond. Tune in to the next podcast. <laughs> Anything from the Partridge family? No, nothing from the Partridge family. Damn. I, can, I can, can definitely say that. All right, so the topic of this, then, is that we have this band called Love Urchin, and uh, we're each going to bring to the table a collection of songs that have, uh, you know, made us want to play music or have informed the way that we do play music. Is that is that it? In a That's it. It's it in a nutshell. Good. Or not at all. Or Jeff might just go totally off the rails and go in another direction. All right, so who starts he, this thing off? He is kind of a loose cannon. Um, well, the person... Oh, wait, wait. In the interest of full disclosure, yes. you know, this is a vinyl podcast. Um, but in the interest of full disclosure, yeah. no vinyl is being used in this yeah, podcast. Yeah, we, we, we are breaking our own rules. And here. breaking them even further. You know, in all the previous podcasts, we at least owned right. what we were going to play on vinyl. And I don't think that's necessarily the Listen, case here. So. No, it's not. If it's that not were true. the case, I would have Olivia Newton John, the Muppet movie, and the Pac-Man Star Fever. Wars. No, that was Jay. He had the Pac-Man fever. He had the Pac-Man fever. And the... Um, With the ghosts. And, and the, the goblins and the fruits and the little dots and the waka 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 And the disco uh, Star Wars right. album. And All if right. you had told me, I could have brought your Dark Shadows record, which I have. Oh, that's not mine. That's my mom's. Oh. You horked it, eh? <laughs> She's been looking for that. She's going vinyl. Ooh. I think I know what to give her for Christmas. <laughs> yes. What was that? Her, her record back in some Boone's Farm. <laughs> now, Arbor Mist. Come Arbor on, that's Mist. one step up. Okay. Mad so, Dog. So, um, if we're going to this, uh, I think Jeff is going to go first with either a song or all, all right. his songs. It's up to him. Well, let me preface this by saying that, A, it was difficult to really kind of nail down what I wanted to, to put on there. Um, I was kind of looking for, um, oh, do, we should probably should have got the volumes kind of set up. Are you all right like that? Yeah, you know what? I did it with mine, but we should probably just, just give yours a, let's give yours a, a play there. Uh, play, some, play something not from your list, just, just for a, lo- a line check there. Uh, let's see. Put it half half volume there. Is that loud enough? Uh, I could turn this up. Come on. Yeah, turn that up a little. There we go. A little too loud? No, I think that's good. Okay. So I know how loud to put mine up. Yeah, what? Wait, how loud did you put it? So I know how to... uh, about, about three quarter. Okay. About three quarter. All right. Um, it's kind of going back and forth in my head. What? 
what direction we should go with this, okay. or I should go with this. Um, because really, if I were just sticking to drums, there really isn't too much that said, all right, I'm going to, this is what made me play drums because. It'd be like a lot of marching band and military music, right? <laughs> oh. I do have a special John treat, Phillips. though. Okay, so, good. Um, because, you know, Freddie V. Yeah. He was he was the drummer, so. Um, so I, I thought of three songs that kind of, when I started playing drums, like what direction I kind of wanted to go. You know, just we were always playing like the same three songs over and over again. But it's the stuff that you listen to ahead of time, and right. blah, 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 and this and that. And so you want to play the first song? Play the first song. Let me, Hit us. Let me find it now. And this is, it's difficult, but this is one of the bands I really like. So let's uh, check it. Do it. Check, check it. Get it a little hotter. Yeah. Okay, we'll go seven-eighths. It's drum-like. It's got that drum thing. You know, somebody's playing drums. Yes. Someone is. It's uh, Eddie Van Halen on, yeah, uh, Eddie. on drums, right? Right, right. Now, this kind of combines the guitar. Like, he's one of the influences guitar-wise. Drumming? Eh, but it's that impressive. Oh, you, sure. can't, you can't uh, discount the, the Van Halen. He made his drums sound like a rumbling hot rod. Who does that? Nobody. Nobody. No, it, 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 yeah, it sounded like a big, fat muffler. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when I first heard this, I didn't think that somebody was actually playing drums or that there was like three different people sitting there trying to play a drum set. That's a key point. You know, when you hear it, you think especially about well, how is that being done? Yeah. I don't know if it was kind of some of that stuff was overdubbed or not. I what would you have known about overdubbing back then? Very uh, it was all the rage. And of course, this was pretty much right in our sweet spot as children of the MTV generation. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't really remember if this was a song that was played on the radio, but it was definitely a song that was played on MTV. Oh, wow. most certainly. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I tend to remember the video very vividly, particularly the ending. Because, like, it's the four of them, they go off, and, like, Dave becomes a game show host. Right. And, Where are they now? And, uh, Michael Landon becomes a sumo wrestler. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. And I think Edward was temporarily resting. Resting, yes. In right, a home. right, right. Have you ever tried to play this song on the drums? This part isn't terribly hard to do. But no, I probably could. Yeah, I could probably play this. It's not, that, that part's not difficult. It's like a shuffle thing going on. Have you ever tried to play this on guitar? No. I never tried. I just played it. Just did it. Perfectly. 
the first time. Woke up one morning, picked up the guitar. Well, the main riff there, <laughs> I yes. I've, I've played that, but not like the whole... Yeah. And yeah, I can do this with my eyes closed and my hands tied. And, you know, play, he plays it with his feet. Just one toe, really. He could play this solo with his eyes closed and David Lee Roth's ego strapped around his neck. <laughs> it's funny about Van Halen because aside from their singles that might have been on the radio or in the videos, I was never compelled to listen to their albums until I think, Ken, I made a, I dubbed a copy of Van Halen 1. Which you might have had on vinyl. I had it on vinyl, yes. And I think I made a dub of it on these things called cassette tapes. Never heard of them. Yeah. Are those the things you used to fix with pencils? In a pinch? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And if it was a high chrome cassette tape, then you were really styling. You knew where it was at. Yeah. You were all over that All over it. Oh my god! Speaking of cassettes, are you going to bring up any Ingve Malmsteen? Okay. You're just going to have to wait to find right, out. Because yeah, I'll yeah. just say, you know, I, I'm, I think we should just keep this as a surprise. I mean, you're welcome to guess. No, I just bring it up because I loaned you my Ingve Malmsteen cassette when you gave it back to me. It never played right again. I because I played it a lot. <laughs> I played it a lot. Now, there's one thing that could be said: Van Halen knows how to end songs with a flourish, like "Waymo." Lay it down. <laughs> <laughs> Unzip this and thunk. Alrighty. Do you want to say anything more about that song ac academically, or have, have we we've done it? I um, I really don't care about that song. <laughs> I have to say, I am I am simultaneously um, surprised and not surprised that song's on the list. You should be. It just got put on the list today. <laughs> it's a last-minute addition. Healthy scratch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Healthy scratch. I like that. Oh, here you, you know what? Here's one that just got put on the list this very minute. Maybe. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. Do you want to do a, a level test for me, Ken? Sure. Give us seven eighths, eh? Oh, uh, if, if it's a seven eighths, that's fine. You could you could probably go full bore on that. That's fine. Let's see. I hope I have it on here. Let's see. I have the artist. Okay. Oh. Now, I, I don't know where my uh, volume is set, so let me do a... Uh, All right. I'll throw you off with a little um, red herring here, as it were. Oh, I like, I like red herrings. How about pickled herring? Not so much. Let's see. Just getting into the meat of the song here so I can... Give you some volume. How's that volume? That's good. I is that a good volume? You want to probably bring it up a bit more. Because I can. If it gets too loud. I can. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay. Let's get to it. I like your choice of red herring, so. Hey. 
So, uh, I mean, I was just scrolling through and this caught my eye. I, I, I wanted to pick a song that certainly was from the MTV generation that when I saw it, I either thought I can play that or I want to be that band. And uh, I was having trouble thinking of one, uh, but then here's one that I think certainly is that. This was a video that was in heavy rotation. Very heavy rotation. It was, I guess after I'd been playing guitar for long enough that I thought I could attempt to play this song. It wasn't impossible or out of reach. Yeah, we donked this song. We did what to it? We donked it. Is that anything like a camel toe? This is your fancy, eh? And we must have played this 100,000 times. Oh, we played a lot. The one that sticks out, though, do you know what the one that sticks out is? Oh, jeez. Was it captured on uh, video or anything? Yes, it is. Is it in your backyard? Yes. <laughs> when we built a drum riser. We built a drum riser in the backyard of my house. Yeah. And then I skipped school just so we could record that and got caught by Papa. <laughs> Wait, if, if you skipped school, how come I was able to do it? Maybe it happened like right after school. Oh, wow. Interesting. I probably was putting things together. I had to bring all the drums out onto that very uh, Def Leppardish drum riser. Yes. That was a lot of. That was pallets and black spray paint. And a lot of black spray paint. That video resides somewhere. It does. On VHS? On VHS. Where else would it be? Another another bygone medium format. <laughs> hey, man, I still use the VHS. Do you? No. <laughs> but I guess, you know, this was around the time when I had first started buying and reading guitar magazines. You know, and I, I remember they had a picture of the two guitarists, Riggs. One guy had like a double cut Les Paul, which is a pretty unusual guitar, probably with the whammy bar on it. <laughs> but this was not an overly technical song, we were able to, to play it. The classic. I think this is one of those tapes that I had that I completely wore out. He was also one of us. Sebastian was one of the few singers that had a genuinely great voice out of all those bands we used to listen yeah. to. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was that last harmonic at the end. Don't know where the hell it came from, but it was hard to play. Oh yeah. Isn't that like second fret on the B or G string? Maybe. This is still a great this guitar tone. This one coming this up here. One. Was that Snake? No, that was the Rachel other one. Scotty Hill. Scotty Hill? Yeah. Was Bowen the uh, bass, bass player? Bass player. Mark Bowen? Rachel. 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 He was the one with the uh, funky nose 
nose to earring hardware. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was the uh, pull to stop. But this was the, uh, the the classic embodiment of the '80s hair metal power ballad. Yeah, the acoustic parts interspersed with the heavy parts. Yes, there's no such thing as a ballad anymore. No, you listen to the the uh, radio anymore. One I two think bands that, that are trying to. I think it's kind of all been taken over by modern country. I think modern country probably has something akin to the ballad. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I can say about that. Yeah. That's it. Nope. No comment. <laughs> Either of you guys ever, ever seriously entertain pursuing music as a paying career? As a paying gig? Yeah. Like, did you ever think, like, even for a split moment, yeah, that you wanted to devote your life to this and give it your all? Because I never did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I have. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I was realistic. I didn't think it would. I didn't think I had the talent to do it, but I wanted to. I, I, if someone said here. You know, hey, I think you're great. Let's, you know, you're going to be the next big thing. I'll be like, oh, sure, I'll do it. I'll do it. I would totally go down that. Are there chicks in cars? Because if there are, I mean, I thought that was kind of a given back then. <laughs> but I mean, but at the same time, I mean, I was realistic. I mean, I knew I wasn't talented enough to do it. But if it was a possibility, sure, I would have loved to have done it. I think it's. My turn. Yeah. Now batting. Manny Mota. Manny Mota. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to get the obvious one out of the way. Oh, of course. I guess this is the polka song, Jeff. No, yeah. not, not the polka song. So. Let me just play it. Just, yeah, yeah, just do it. it. Okay, just do it. Rip it off like a dirty band-aid. Look out! Commit, Dad. Commit. Oh, I can't. Sing. I can't sing like RJD. Now this is this is the band Dio. This is Dio. Uh, obviously, Ronnie James Dio on vocals, Vivian Campbell on guitar, Jimmy Bain on bass, and uh, don't forget the drummer. Come on, not while Jeff is here. Uh, you know what? I'm actually I'm blanking on him right now. I'm I'm very embarrassed. Listening world. That's I know. it. I'm done with this shit. Kind of akin to what you're talking about with uh, I Remember You. This is like one of those first songs I learned how to play. Not that difficult. I was mean, it Vinny? Vinny. Vinny Aperture. I wanted to say Carmen, but I knew I was going to be wrong with Carmen. I couldn't think of Vinny for a second. Um, but yeah, this is the first ones I learned how to play, and it was... 
definitely one of those that just kind of got me amped up and be like, now maybe want to just play music in front of people. As a youngster who didn't have um, cable in his house, so you didn't have MTV. Correct. How did this song? I mean, where'd you hear this song? Well, a lot of a lot of the music back then was filtered through one person. That person would be Joe Brizzy. Okay. You know, he'd be like, hey, check this person out. Check that out, and I'd go get the tape. Funny thing is, I remember when I first heard this album, I thought Ronnie James Dio sounded like a spoiled child. <laughs> but really? I didn't really take, take to it at first. Kind of like the little kid in that Richard Pryor movie, The Toy. Yes. Just to keep it in the 80s. That, that had nothing to do with that. Shred, man. That is shred. That Viv. Give me a camera. Yeah. Now he's shredding for the death leopard. Listen to that, man. This is kind of what passed for heavy metal in the early 80s. This is very light sounding, right? modern stuff. See me, the heavy. guitar is really... The guitar and the voice, man. Yeah, yeah they were they were quite... They were quite the dynamic. Aren't they doing, there. like, some kind of hologram thing now? They are. They have, a, they have this computer uh, hologram of Ronnie James Dio. And it's Craig Goldie. I don't know who the rest of it. Craig Goldie, who was... Um, who replaced uh, Vivian Campbell. Oh, I thought the original lineup was doing it. Well, no, because Vivian's the original lineup. Yeah, that's why I thought he no, was no, part no. of it. Well, maybe he... I don't know if he's part of it, but... Because him and Ronnie were left on very bad terms. Even when Ronnie passed, they were still not... Um, so, Craig, I know Craig Goldie... When you say that Ronnie passed, what do you mean by that? When he died. When he kicked the bucket. All right, I just wanted to clarify that. Thanks. Good problem. I thought you meant like when he was driving and he passed. He passed me on the in the left lane. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you cut it off. I Ken. did cut it off. What are we on the fucking radio? <laughs> I'm getting yelled at on my own podcast. <laughs> I need to refresh. Jim's getting up. Jim needs to refresh. <laughs> and we're back. Where were we? We were, uh, well, you were refilling your, uh... You don't, you don't have to tell anyone they that. You don't have to know. It's no, they no have to know. No one will know. The, no one will know. It's actually part of the show that we drink. So there's, We're there's drinking? No harm in them knowing. Yeah, but it's, it's not part of the show that we refill our glasses. That's supposed to be done magically. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I wasn't aware of this magic. You've just magic broken the first wall. What is this magic you speak of? It's um, the girl that was in Harry Potter. What was her name? Hermione. It's her naked. That's yeah. that is magic. <laughs> Not the seven-year-old version of her, like the. No, I under I understood you. Yes. The twelve-year-old. Yeah, please. The the <laughs> the eighteen-plus version. I understand what you're saying. Eighteen-plus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's on the record, so folks. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. 
<laughs> I believe Jeff is back up. Yeah. In the rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. So this goes back to uh, drumming again. Now, I guess when we started, when did we actually start doing this? It was kind of... I want to say that I was in eighth grade, so you're okay, talking like, about yeah, I was going to say around freshman year, eighty six or eighty seven. That sounds about right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. One of the, I guess, influences as far as drumming. Now. The guy's more of a flashy kind of guy. Didn't know Liberace was a drummer. You know? Neither did I. Yeah. And I never knew Jeff liked him. <laughs> but now I, I thought this guy was pretty solid. And uh, it was the first concert that I actually went to see. Hmm. Which might mean, is that the first concert I went to go see? Could it be? Could it be? Could it be? And so it is. You had never gone to a concert before this? No, no, this is my first, yeah, this is my first concert. Yeah. The Dr. Feelgood tour? Yeah. Yeah. So, and didn't we see Dave the Snake Sabo in the audience before they went on stage? Did we? Didn't we look over to the right you're like, hey, hey that, I don't remember what I did yesterday. Anyway. This concert would have come up about this time of year. I believe it was in December. Yeah, it was, it was a winter concert. Yeah. So, I just thought that Tommy Lee was a very solid drummer. Yes. Agreed. Flashy. He didn't He didn't go crazy as far as, like, technique or anything. Was he into like, the giant bass drum at this point, or did that come later? He's always kind of had a giant bass drum. You know, he... What was it? Girls, girls, girls. He was on that... The one that started... It kind of went out and the crowd started flipping, flipping over stuff. Yeah. And then it just went on from there. I think the latest thing he was doing, he was on like a, he made a roller coaster <laughs> for his drum. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's the crew, man. Yeah. Well, no, I mean. Although I, I seem to remember on this one, I was a little disappointed with his drum solo because it really just, he just it, went over the yeah, crowd. Yeah, he just went over the crowd. And then came back. Yeah. Maybe he needed a break from the flipping. <laughs> but I always thought that he was... Even now, like, you know, he, he was very kind of progressive. He was kind of on the edge of yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. was going on. He's like... Like the guy from Blink-182, Travis Barker. Right. Like... He's not, I guess, the most current of the drummers. They're doing things where they'll collaborate with like a lot of different people. He, uh, he kind of went his own, his own way. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think he was the, um, he was the uh, musically. I think uh, to me, he was the most talented. I think Nicky Six was definitely much. He was more business oriented in keeping the band moving forward. But I, I, I agree. He, yeah. His drumming was—I'd I, say it was more than solid. Either. Yeah. If I mean, it wasn't—he wasn't like real flashy with how he played the drums. But it was just like 
very solid. Yeah, no, he was phenomenal. I think he was, he was musically. Yeah, I think he was the best of the four. And Mick Mars was just dead. Literally a walking corpse on stage. <laughs> hey, you can Sorry, Mick. <laughs> I read a guitar magazine interview with Mick Mars. And he said he never liked this kind of music. Yeah. Oh, like like more like, music. A, like a blues guy, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, you were telling me about that. So he, he's made his mark on the world by playing music that he, he didn't like. really doesn't like. There's that might iron. explain some of your solos. There's an irony in that. <laughs> and then you have Mr. Vince Neal. Yeah. I used the prototypical. You know what? They just did like a... Uh, they put out some kind of... Was it a DVD or something? Like the farewell tour? And they recorded everything live. Live. Parentheses, folks. And then he went back and recorded all his vocals over again. Hey, you know, the singer is the, is the most vulnerable member of a band as the band ages. The voice is always going to be the first thing. Oh! Oh! Oh, is that a little preview? No, actually, <laughs> I, I'm making it audible for that one. I'm going to cut the volume really good. No, oh, you're good. Just pull it out, Jeff, you know. Okay, excuse me while I whip <laughs> this out. Excuse me while I... All right. Uh, th this one was premeditated. This is, is one of the ones that I, I chose before arriving at the podcast tonight. Um, premeditated, like... <clears throat> like I had thought ahead of time that this was going to be on the list. Like, I, premeditated, I, like when I murder you later on. <laughs> Yeah, if you thought about that, you know, <laughs> earlier today, then yeah, it's premeditated. Yes. Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll preface this by saying that, uh, you know, up to a certain point, I'd really not listened to any instrumental music. You know, everything that I listened to was what was on the radio, which certainly had vocals or album-oriented stuff from the 70s that my brother, you know, had listened to, which was already classic rock even at that time. Um <laughs> But from reading the guitar magazines, I became aware of someone, and I think I managed to record off of the radio on a Sunday evening, the King Biscuit Flower Hour. I think I got some of this. But anyway, um, this is a song or an album and an artist that kind of turned me on to the fact that you could play the guitar and not necessarily need vocals and Jeff Beck did it long before this guy did it, and several other people did, but this was kind of the first guy that came into, into my sphere. Hey, kids. And I bought the tablature book to this album, and I opened it up and it just looked like a thousand ants crawling across the page. <laughs> <laughs> I never ever took the time to try to sit down and even learn any of the songs. That was well, no, you you knew part, you knew some of this song. I can, used to play some. I can of play maybe the opening riff, but I never attempted to learn it, or memorize it, or play it all. No, no, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, me, I did that with so many other, yeah, different guitar players. 
I remember the uh, when you recorded this off the radio. Yeah. There was also a Guns N' Roses one recorded. Too. Live at the Ritz. That was another good one. This is, um, to me, this is this is like quintessential high school. Yes. Yeah. 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 If I were to, if I were to have a soundtrack to high school, this would be one of this. This would be or any song off this album. Really. Yeah. This would be on. It. Yeah. elements of Van Halen are there. <laughs> but then, you know, when you would read about him in the guitar magazines, he had like a whole theory behind what he was doing. He wasn't just blowing over four or five chords. He had like this academic approach to it, music theory. That always kind of was a music video to this song, and I might have seen it once in my life, I recall it being very inane, but was this, um, was Stu Ham on this? I'm not sure. Or did he do it all himself? He might have, this was very much a studio thing, I mean, it's all drum machine, and it's very highly produced, um, I don't think Stu Ham would have played in the studio if they if they toured this, Stuart. and Jonathan Boomer, right? right? He was the he was the drummer. Did Simon Phillips take over for him at some point? I don't know about take over. I mean, I know Simon Phillips. I believe played on some background, like uh, the one that had the summer song Friends. Right. I think Simon Phillips might have played on that. This this was the was the first album. Technically, it was probably his third. He he had an dreaming e- number eleven. Well, no, he had an EP that only had a couple songs on it. Then he had, not of this earth. Was prior to this, mm-hmm. a- and then he had surfing with the alien. Right, but wasn't the EP dreaming number eleven? No, dreaming number eleven came after surfing. Oh, did it really? Because it okay. contained at least a couple songs um. from. I think yeah. it was, one side was live performances. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. And the yes, other yes, side yes. was right. studio, studio stuff. stuff. Yeah. Was that the same album that he attempted singing? No, that was... Uh, that would have been Flying would've... in a Blue Dream. Flying in a Blue Dream, yeah. Which, of all the Satriani albums, that's probably my favorite one. Um, despite, yeah. despite the singing. Well, you know, the, the, the singing songs, I mean, they're, they're a novelty, I guess. And, I mean... Who'd have thought that? You know. It was a novelty to sing your songs instead of... <laughs> Play instrumental before I uh, before I play my next song. Uh, yes. Do yes, I have yes. a uh, Do I have a very decidedly Larry King position right now? Yeah, <laughs> I guess you do. Yeah. You want to say something Larry Kingish? I know you're good at that. Oh. It's Ken scheming. John Bonham is a great drummer, but so is. Jason Bonham, Topeka, Kansas, <laughs> Quad City, you're on the air. If you see only one hair metal band this winter, it should be Bullet Boys. 
<laughs> and when I say I pulled bullet boys out of my ass, I mean... Like, literally. It was deep up there. <laughs> There's a gaping hole right now in front of us. <laughs> Who's next? I think Ken's yeah, next. I am next. Ken's next with song number two. Song his, number two? His song number two. My yes. song number two. Yes. So this this is, a, this is a beautiful elixir, let me tell you. Do you want to plug it a little bit? Yeah, sure, plug it. Maybe they'll sponsor well, us at some time in the future. Yeah, maybe you'll get a royalty check in the mail. Maybe we'll get well, a real sponsor. Well, Tina says this is only three stars out of five. But it's A number one in my book, baby. What is it? R- rum? R-H-U-M. Barbon Court. Rum. 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 Three out of five stars ain't bad. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's got a good taste. Barbon core, did you say? I'm glad you were enjoying that. Barban court. All right. Skull. Skull. Let's clink it, eh? Nice to know you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ken. With For my money, there is no better hair metal band than Winger. So this one is, um, this is not, um, this is not a like something, I've never tried to play this song. I would not say it reflects how I write music at all, but I, 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 there are two moments of, I, I remember back in the day of hearing this song saying, that is amazing. I want to, and going back to what you were saying, like, did you, would you ever want to do this for money? Like yeah, I like hearing the song. I want to be on stage doing that. I want to be making money. All right, doing that, so. I'm excited. So I want to hear it. The first time I was very young. You like, were very young. Yeah. The first time. The first time I heard this song. The first time this song impacted me. And the second time you were very old. Is this like a I Benjamin was, Button? I moment? was still somewhat young, but older than I was the first time. Okay. They say time is a one-way street. Off of not one of their, not, it's off of one of their not as popular albums, I believe. This is Herb Alpert, right? It is not Herb Alpert. Blue Man Group? It is not the Blue Man Group. Oh, I just saw who it was. Don't look, don't look. I saw who it was, too. Oh, I know that you like this song. And I know that he knows that you know. And I know that you know that he knows that I know that I like this song. We all know. So, yeah, no, I heard this song probably, I don't know eight nine years old and i just remember being like did you ever listen to a song it just kind of just hits you it almost hits you like square in the chest like that is great no i've never heard of that you are dead to me (laughs) so the second time i heard this was actually in the evening you're not far off. <laughs> it was the late afternoon. Right before you guys came over to my house and set up to play music. On New Year's Eve. Man, I just have to say, since we started this earlier, I've had this strange feeling that we are in your childhood home. I know we're not. But every once in a while, I just say to myself, wait, this is not... Is this setup similar to your childhood home? No. no. Style? No, not even style? 
I guess maybe a little bit, yeah. Sick. Just maybe almost maybe reversed. A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. But it, it, on a couple times so far, I've just had to say no, to myself, like, wait, we're we not. Yeah. Barb- like you when the, you come you into both head, houses, you had the head and barb feel. Huh? Yeah. When you come into both houses, the stairs are right there at the front door. Living room, dining room, kitchen. It's, it's all it's a little bit. Well, maybe it's because I visited your parents. You, you visited my parents? I was not stuck in traffic. I was just hanging out. That's great. Yeah. I'm sure they loved it. No. Once they found out I was a friend of yours, they wanted to get rid of me. <laughs> it took them that. Took them this long to find out you were my friend. Ken, I have this theory. <laughs> I think your parents know who your friends are, but I don't think they, they can differentiate us. No, they can't. I got news for you. Nobody in my family can. I think they know that you have a friend named uh, and another friend named uh, and a third friend named eh, but they can't tell. No, seriously, like, they they get you, Jeff, and your brother, Jay, mixed up all the time. Anyway, how about about this song? You want to say anything more about it? It's beyond words? In a way. I mean, it's it's a very visceral song for me. Um, Have you ever orgasmed to this song? It's not quite that visceral. Nope. <laughs> Just wanted to set that straight. It's not like a divinal song. I mean, come on. But that's a song you could orgasm to if the sound turned down. I could just think about it. <laughs> She's dead, by the way. Is she? Oh, yeah. yeah. For a long while, I think. Really? Chrissy That opening to that solo, I always loved because it always reminded me of almost like like piano, like cello strings breaking or something. Like like they were just stretched beyond capacity and they started to break. Oh yeah. <laughs> Is that an overdub? It's not like you hit it with a bow or a bomb or a bomb. But this is certainly one of those songs that just it just gets me amped. You know, if we did have a band, like if we had a professional band, we do. I might listen. Well, that was touring. Oh, we don't. I'm sorry. I, this is a song I might listen to before we go on stage, just to get amped up. You know? Okay. Okay. Jeff is laughing right now, and I don't know why. It's unnerving me. <laughs> Somebody last night. Wait a minute. Jeff. Mentioned mentioned a term that I hadn't heard before. I laughed out loud when I heard it. Somebody said, "Are you going home to twist one up?" <laughs> oh wow! As opposed to rub one out? No, no. It has nothing to do with that. It, oh. <laughs> as in, my mind that. As in, like smoke a, a joint. Oh. 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 You gotta I go thought, home and twist one up. I thought he meant go home and tie your own noose. <laughs> I just want to point out... Like I just, a Michael Hutchinson thing? <laughs> I just caught Jeff in a lie because he said he couldn't remember what he did yesterday. Ooh. Uh, last night. Ah, oh, touche. Okay. That was last you night. You can remember last night, but not yesterday. I, yesterday. I day. say I say he's day splitting night. hairs, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that doesn't translate well to a podcast.
Robert Plant these days? You know, I know he's ve- he's been on record as saying pretty much saying like, hey, stop like hanging on to our old stuff and go listen to something new. Yeah, which I totally respect. Yeah, yeah I, I caught him on Howard Stern a month or so ago. Now he he had he had him on for like a couple hours. He seemed yeah. like a pretty cool guy. I mean, he, he embraces all of the Led Zeppelin lore, but I guess he's just, he just doesn't want to moving do it. on. Yeah. Doesn't he have something new out now? Does he? I thought he did. I mean, I, he's done stuff. Didn't he do? He did an album with like Diane Krall at one yeah. point, I think. Yeah. I mean, I like the fact that he's, yeah, he's doing his own thing. Explore the space. Finish so you don't fucking attack yeah. me. <laughs> Let that shit finish, man. Oh, come on. Oh, what kind of podcast well, is this? this? Is, this is just, we are so unprofessional here. We're so. <laughs> You're going back in time. Going back in time. Got to get back in time. Now we do have to take a, uh, do have to take a little break here. Oh, right not, a, not a break break, but we need to, uh, again, we need to keep the lights on. This podcast does not run for free. It doesn't? Oh, 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 oh. Keep the lights on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you would. So, um, you know, we don't have a lot of sponsors, but we do have one sponsor. We do? This time. We I do. mean, you do? We do. We do. So we do have to give them their, their due airtime. And uh, and again. Wait, let, let me just tell Jeff. This is a, always a highlight of the podcast. Ken brings to the table some some sponsor spot that I've never heard before. And. He's dying to see our reaction so, when he springs out. Okay. So, I mean, before we get to the spots, and, and, and I'll give Jeff a little history here. So the first time was Pat's Chili Dogs. Oh, with Cinderella? Yes. With Which Cinderella. one's a fellow? Yeah. <laughs> Pat's Chili Dogs! Yeah, I remember that. Uh, <laughs> Pat's Dogs! The, um, <laughs> the second was Ideal. Oh, um... You got, you got passion that. for fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a craving for savings. Take the wheel Deal off your automobile and swing on down to ideal. Yes. The uh, last podcast was uh, Crass Brothers. Was no, what? Crass Brothers. 901 South Street, Store with the Stars. If you don't know Oh, uh, yeah. That was, that was almost like the uh, Uncle Floyd of <laughs> local clothiers. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I'm 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 hip. I'm ready. Get a compact disc player for Christmas. Get a serial rack system, oh. cassette deck, turntable receiver, headphone speakers. Get it all on sale now during Crazy Eddie's greatest Christmas sale ever. Remember, we are not undersold. We will not be undersold, and we cannot be undersold, and we mean it. So get a new stereo rack what system, kind of drugs compact disc player. Everything at home entertainment on sale now. Is he now fighting off the police? He's fighting off snowballs. I think the cane is broken. Crazy Eddie, his prices are He's, he's fighting off snow. Like Bolivian snow. Yes, folks, Crazy Eddies, for your tech needs, whether it be a... How are their prices, Ken? Are they good? They are in-fucking-sane. <laughs> if you need a 22-inch black-and-white TV for your son's bedroom, you need a Betamax to watch those videos on, Crazy Eddie, that's where you need to go. How about an Atari 2600? Oh, I'm sure he has that. 
I'm sure he does. With the little selector switch that you put on the antenna? <laughs> yes. Yes. I miss those days. Those were good times. Good times. Good times. Very good times. All right. All right. The finances are done, folks. Yeah. I could just hear the, the cash flooding into in. your account. It is pouring in. Let me tell you, this podcast is a legitimate cash cow. It's a going concern. That's great. Is it my turn? Or it's is it? back. We are back to Jeff. All right. Oh, my Whoa. God. What happened? He just Whoa, no. Talk about unprofessional. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel sorry. For who? I feel shame. <laughs> I sit in the box. Two minutes. I feel shame. Okay. This one I called an audible again. All right. This was this was in the in the wheelhouse, as it were. Look at Ken. Give me that look. <laughs> it was like an uncomfortable yet like annoyed I was, look. I was were I you was, farting? I was holding it. <laughs> wow. Good read, Jeff. Excellent. <laughs> Did you see the look? No, I, I didn't. Oh my god! It was like a wait. When you it say was like a shudder, wink, kind of. When wink? you say you you were holding in a fart, does that mean that <laughs> it's no, no longer like he's crop dusting? It, it might have no. escaped. <sighs> Thankfully, I'm on the opposite side of the table from you, but I don't think that'll protect me. Oh God, I gotta go. <laughs> All it's right. too late. You're you're too far into this. So the audible call. This was a jaw dropping moment for me. This was something that Jim actually purchased. Oh, I know what this is. Yeah? I know. Yeah. Very memorable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. And it has nothing to do with dark. me has nothing to do with me playing drums. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't at all. You ready, Ken? I'm ready. All right. I'm going to lay it on you. It takes a while. It's a slow we should just, like we should just <laughs> Is that a storm? Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. Best opening maybe ever. That's a bold statement. Well, when I heard this, I'm, I'm not like, saying you're wrong. <laughs> when I uh, when I heard this, Jim put it on. He's like, "Oh, you gotta listen to this." I'm like, "All right, what is what all this piano shit?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this part of it didn't really phase him. Yeah, but then you know. You know something's coming. You hear that in the background. Some bitch is calling for Francis. Be careful. Be careful, Francis. I'm like, okay, something's something's building up. You know, it's that ominous synthesizing music. You hear some heavy machinery come in. Yeah, it's like, okay, now we're moving on to construction. Good. Bob the Builder. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and that first chord. That first chord is. Holy great. shit! And I can vividly remember yeah. Jeff's reaction was exactly that when he first heard it. Are you kidding me? And I had bought this album because there was a video for more than words. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. That was on the MTV, and I thought, ooh, that's pretty cool. I never heard that song yet. Let's go! I, I don't think I'd heard anything from Extreme at that point. At all. You know, I, they had the older album. 
right? And that was on... I just gotta listen to it, man. It's hard not to get. No, I, dude. Yeah, here. Oh. <laughs> Clink. It's Nuno, it, man. It's hard not to get. It is Nuno. Now, is he an influence for me playing the guitar? You betcha, sweet Bippy. <laughs> Although Nuno was head and shoulders above all the other. I mean, I guess you have to kind of lump these guys in as, as a hair metal band. No, not really, but I mean, they were, they rode that wave. But he was so head and shoulders above any other guitar player from that crop of band. And like technical, like that, you know, he's like, he's into like the, the, um, Satriani or Steve Vai kind of. Oh, he, he's a virtuoso. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the guy, is, the guy is singing. He's doing like you know, a very percussive sound to it. And you know, you, you put some lipstick on him and put him in a dress. And, and it ain't half bad, you know? I mean, talk about You multi- got all your bases covered. <laughs> multifaceted, yeah. Yeah. This was on my list originally, Ken. And I changed it because I figured I was going to do like, all right, well, what were some influence for drummers? And I'm like, you know what? This is too good not to put on the list. No, you, no, you were wise to keep this on here. Now, this is like funk metal. Do you recall? I'm sure you do. When we went to go see uh, Satriani at the Tower, his, his opening, opening band, Stevie Salas. Stevie Salas. That was like funk that was some funk metal kind of stuff. I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. That was that was quite long before I had heard. I could get into that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Now, when I first heard that kind of stuff, I'm thinking it's like, oh, Grand Funk Railroads, kind of like <laughs> on steroids. But now these guys took it up like a whole other level that I never heard. And. In fact, I learned to play most of this song. I had, I had considered putting an, a song from this album on, on my list. It's the song on this album that I think has the best guitar solo. And that was Pornography. The thing I liked about Nuno was... I mean, he, he can just do so many different things. Like, he gets... He got Anthony right there, you know, yeah. you know, but then he could be bluesy, then he could be funky, and then his rhythm playing is just freaking amazing. Like, I'd say it's like fine-tuned rhythm playing. If you, to me, probably the best extreme album was probably their third one. They really kind of branched out in the different sounds, and then you could say their fourth one they branched out in different sounds, but it wasn't working for them. They were all firing on all cylinders for this album. Even the drummer? Because I seem to remember you not liking the drummer too much. He's solid. You know, he's not. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like, put down Mr. Paul Geary. Mr. 
Mr. Paul Geary. He's like he's manager to the stars now. All right, maybe Steel Panther, Godsmack. He's he's a manager now. That's that's. Well, you knew where it was at. I could I could survive off of managing those two bands. <laughs> I think my jaw was still on the ground at this point. I think this is where they pushed Paul Geary down the steps to get him out of the band. Good one, Good one, Ed. Good one, Ed. Good Believe it's to Jim. All right. The deal is to Jim. I pass the cord to you. Oh. oh, oh don't worry. I can that. edit that out. Oh. To that. I can totally edit that out. All right. <laughs> now, let's see. I see the spike right with that. Now, this one's really going to come out of kind of left field. Oh, I like this. Yeah. Um, this is a song. When this album was out, I was not into this band at all. Okay. Uh, in the intervening years, there's a couple singles off the album that I've come to know very well and love. Okay. But it was only fairly recently that I took the time to listen to the entire album. And this is... I don't know if it's a deep cut. I don't. Maybe this was a single, and maybe you guys will recognize it. I don't really recognize it as a single, but I guess the point of this is that you know you talk about songs that you listen to, and they they still make you love music, right? Or want to play music, and this is a song that you know, even though it's it's several years old at this point, um, if I hear this song, it makes me think that you know, music is pretty damn cool. You know the band. Yeah, I think I know the band. I, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Turk 182. This is this is this is an era of music I was not very happy with. No? Yeah, I never really got into a lot of these bands. This was like another era for me. I could I could feel like I felt I was still like progressive enough that I could go with the flow. I love this band because on the surface they're they're so stupid. They're just completely dumb. And what they do is actually very simple, but it's perfect. It's punk. It's like it's like perfect. What do they call it? No, it's it's like pop punk, right? Pop punk or power punk. Yeah. Yeah. And if you listen to this whole album, the songs are all very similar. It's all like just variations on a theme. But this was like late nineties. This will always this reminds me of going to secrets. Going to secrets in Ocean City, Maryland. And you might hear a band playing playing this. So this kind of music would have been around at that time. Like Gammon. Song Gammon. 
I do remember being in secrets that they played damage. Man, Jim went more progressive than I thought. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I thought I was like right on the cusp there with, uh, with extreme. Like I said, I could have went, went a lot newer. Yeah, yeah. Like I said this one's kind of out of left field. I like it, but I, I did not know this song existed until maybe. A couple this months is, uh, this is Enema of the State. It is. Like I said, I mean, I, I know a couple of their songs, but this is when all their, all their songs were on like MTV still. This was, uh, I was not watching MTV. This was, yeah, this was like TRL with Carson Daly. Oh boy. Bo. Sorry. Bo. Sorry. But yeah, but that's a song that just reminds me that, uh, there's a lot of music out there that, you know, that you've never heard of that, that kind of passed you by, but I'll plug that in in a second there, Jeff. Let me just, let me just refill my glass here. Yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. I can dig it, man. They had some very cool videos, too, back in the day. Yeah, they were creative. Where their people were creative. I don't know if they were creative themselves, but... Well, somehow... Whoever was making videos yes. for them were, was creative. Yes. yes. So, so... So... Oh, this, we're, this is build-up. We're back to me, huh? Yeah. That's... Pressure's this on. This is where the podcast takes a, takes a nosedive. Oh, no. Not yet. <laughs> Or maybe it took a nosedive the moment it started. <laughs> All right. So, my next song I chose because it was something that got me motivated to play music again. After the injury? After the injury, yes. Yes. For those of you who don't know, I, I, suffered, a, uh, I, I suffered an injury. I'm just going to leave it at that. I can't think of anything else to say. But just to be clear, it was not a penile injury. It was not a penile injury because that really has nothing to do with playing music. It was an anal injury. Because <laughs> that's how I play guitar, folks. And with my hemorrhoids. <laughs> Need a pick, Ken? No, I got my hemorrhoids here. It's good. Hold on. No, I'm good. You know, Hendrix played behind his back. I played behind my ass. <laughs> Wow, that's literally ass fiddling. That is ass fiddling. It's a shame Hoffner probably won't listen to this to appreciate that reference. So, this is a this is a band that's um, and a song that uh, really kind of motivated me to play music again. 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 Can you well, tell? There like, was a hiatus. Yeah, was there a hiatus? Yeah, there kind of was. I okay. mean, we, we we did the three of us didn't play consistently. You know, we had years and and then Jeff and I did kind of have life. a side project. Played life. <laughs> yeah, and you know, but there were years I didn't pick up the guitar. I mean, there, literally, there were there were long periods of times I didn't touch my guitar. And um, listening to these guys got me brought me back to wanting to play again. Okay. And I must be in that now. I'm in that phase. You're in that phase to want to play again? The not well, I have been in that phase to not play. Not play. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I think I, feel it. I think people have so, people, yeah. So, as we speak, there's I need to find that. You need to find thing. that thing. Okay. Oh. I don't know if this is going to be it for you, but it, it was for be. me. It was Jeff's for me. looking for the spark. Looking for that it was spark. for me. Can you give him the spark? The spark. 
and and I I I don't want to give it away in saying this, but but there's a little bit of serendipity in the song I'm going to play. Oh. Is With, it, is this going to tug at my heartstrings? I don't know. I, do you do you even have heartstrings? <laughs> oh, we all do. Come now. <laughs> Who could have helped to write a song like Tranquility and not have that's, heartstrings? That's true. Jesus that's true. Christ. You at least have a third of the heartstrings. <laughs> This is timely, Ken. Very, very much. I mean, just I used to travel in the shadows such a tight band, such great songwriting. It's kind of got a little bit of everything. To me, you know, it's 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 got that visceralness that makes me want to go out and do play. But just such a tight band just just so good at what they did and of course serendipitous you know given the recent passing of Patrick I'll say everything you want to hear I'll see everything through now how long ago are we talking that uh, this band inspired you to play well I mean I've liked them since again it's, it's another funneling through from Joe Grizzy back in the late 80s. So I've liked them that long, but I, for lack of a better word, a band I kind of rediscovered. Okay. Um, you know, like I wish, I wish I could write songs like this and they make me want to try, you know. Production values. Productive values, top notch here, folks. That was an earthquake. the girl singing back up there was she in the band no i know there's another song i can't remember if it's off this album or not but there's another song where they have a female company in it and i know they did it live once with belinda carlisle i don't know if that's her on the album hey speaking of girls i know there are no prizes here for best album cover but oh yeah that's yeah that's good that's, I, that's uh, the, the back side of the CD might even be better. He's not talking about the album. The uh, Tool album with Sober. Did you ever have that on CD? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever? Do you mean vinyl? Yes, I have it on vinyl too. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever take apart the case of the CD? No. Because if you look through the spindle hole where you pop the CD into, you can see that there was a photo under there. And if you took it apart, there was a photo underneath there. And it was of this, if I recall correctly, this tremendously obese girl on her back with a really skinny guy laying on top of her. And it was like the camera was perched over the bed. But you had to take the jewel case apart to, to find that. Sadly, Ken, the 
It's the only song from the Smithereens I think I've ever heard. Really? Yeah. I don't. I'll give you. You have to turn me on to the, uh, the Smithereens. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to send you some other ones. Yeah. I mean, I had this. I bought this single back in the day. I don't. What year did this come out? Do you recall? Put you on the spot. Yeah, put you on the spot. Because I don't, I don't know my history, folks. I'm gonna guess this was 1980. I want to say 89. Okay. That's what I want to say. But I don't know. For me, this band came out of nowhere. I know a lot of people like them, but I. Well, if you're calling Northern New Jersey nowhere. You're right. Could be, could be. October 2nd, 1989. Way to go. Oh. Oh. Seems like an effluent, man. He knows Way to go. Dates. Did you say I'm like an Ethel Merman? <laughs> yes. You're like an effluent. Ooh, an Ethel Merman. But that is, um, yeah. yeah. Again, <laughs> I, it's, it's, I wish I could write songs like them. They make me want to try to write songs that well. You Ken, I, I mean this in the nicest way possible. We wish you could write songs. <laughs> <laughs> You're our meal ticket, or you uh, could be. Guess, I guess yeah, we're still waiting to get the, the check, man. I guess I, guess I know check. what he thinks of the songs I sent yesterday. <laughs> One of those is on my list for tonight, Ken. Is it? Yeah. No way. No. <laughs> the delete list. <laughs> They're so not near that. <laughs> It was a healthy scratch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I just got rained on. <laughs> <laughs> just rained on my computer. This is what I wish this table. was. A, it did rain. This is what I wish this was a video <laughs> podcast. <Yes. laughs> Maybe we should start. Now, Ken, actually, I, I knew I would elicit that reaction from you before I said that. So oh, Jesus good job. Good job. It's like a waste of alcohol. It's though. like pancakes syrup everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh my poor computer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. So I guess that covers the, the 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 main core, the three that we have. But you know, I did leave space here so that we could do some. Hon- I mean, Jeff brought it up, and it was almost kind of like he was reading my mind about doing some honorable mentions, things that didn't make the cut. Yeah, or the email that you sent earlier to us. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned uh, what did sure, I mention? Jeff Marching band music and military uh, drills, and and you said you had something for us, but I don't know. I have something close. Okay. Okay. Would you like to hear it? I want to hear whatever you have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And this is honorable mention only in the fact that it's not honorably mentioned. <laughs> How about down second street, guys? Now, the audio quality of this is not wonderful. Is this the instant trio? This is the instant trio. Wow. Folks, from the album Alive at the Spread Eagle. Folks. Those of you in podcast land, you are you are in for a special treat here. Hey, 
Come on, Fred. 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 That's Fred Villardo, Jeff's father. Jeff's father getting mentioned by name. All right, all you mummers, get out and strut. That's your dad singing? No. Oh, that's him playing the drums. Okay. I think he must have had a roll of duct tape on each drum. <laughs> this is how dead those toms are. Doop, doop, doop. Toms? I don't hear any toms. Listen here. It's a snare and a bass, isn't it? Ho, 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 ho. does have a very military kind of thing going on, doesn't he? The bass player. Dear, did you hear that, Tom? Boom, boom, boom. Hey, Jeff, look! Who's singing? Jim Riley. All right. The keyboard player, if I remember correctly, right? There were only three in the trio. Who was the, the bass player? His name was Bob Panachuli. Wow. Bob, that's, that's so close to Patchouli. <laughs> this is, is this the this first is the ever appearance of the Instant Trio on the internet? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, probably, I mean, yeah. I think you probably have possession of the tape that that has Restless on it. Really? Yeah. The cassette tape? Yeah. I don't know which one it would be, but wow. Wow. This is the only one I... I took off of that tape one time. It sounds like he's playing the steel drums when he hits it's the top. Oh, we're the Saints. I tell you, I'll, listen, I'm going to be serious here for a second. I'm going to give them one big, big props here. Yeah. They seamlessly move between their songs. Oh, yeah. Like, seamless. Hey, that's what we and lovers do. That's where we came, that's that where must, came from. That must be where we get it from. That's yeah. where it came from, the instant trio. I like that. I, I just remember I, I'm sure I showed you, showed you that picture, right? Of the three of them They're in their like Mariachi band out Yeah, right <laughs> I wonder if I can find that There you go. Listen to that crowd roar, man. That's the instant trio. Yeah. Killing it. Yeah, killing it. At the Spread Eagle. Oh, after they played, it was dead all right. <laughs> they killed it. All right. I, I, I got another one. I don't know that That this was not honorable mention, but okay. it had to be put in there. No, yeah. Dude, because if was... it wasn't for the instant trio, there'd be no leverage. I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, I'm drunk, but I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> Are you drunk, Ken? No. On your candle liqueur? What is that? Vanilla? Candle liqueur? Candle. <laughs> it's, it's candle wax, folks. It's, it's literally fermented candle wax that I'm drinking. When he told me <laughs> the... Like a, oh, that's great. 
When you told me the flavor of the alcohol can, I just thought, oh, that sounds like a candle. No, it, it, I'll be honest with you. It tastes, um, you know what it reminds me of? Candy. And I'm not saying this to, to, to tempt you. Yeah? It reminds me of the whiskey scotch liqueur. Ooh, I want some of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly, but it, 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 it's kind of in that vein. Okay. Here's a song that I, that this again was premeditated. I thought I would put this on my list. Um, I've heard this mentioned among lists of cover songs that are possibly better than the originals. Ooh, I like, I like that. That might be a future podcast topic. So, we'll see. That is, Jeff, that is the finest picture I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. I wasn't far off about the mariachi outfits, was I? <laughs> at, least, at least not with your dad. And, Jim, I have to say, I 100% agree with you so far. Again, taking it back to the MTV days. MTV days and the days when you and I used to stay up all night. And watch the Headbangers Ball. Yes. And that's where we came across this particular... I guess this video and this song was just a little too weird to be played during the day in mainstream rotation. This is a cover of the Pink Floyd song? Yes, That's right. I have heard other Voivod albums and I find them all to be unlistenable. But this one? I've, I've only come across one other song associated with Voivod that I like. Okay. And that's actually off of Dave Grohl's Probot album. Yeah, I can, I can kind of get that vibe. He, he does a song with the guy from Voivod. It reminds me, there's a band out now that's got that vibe, and they're called Ghost. Have you ever heard of Ghost? You may have heard of, yeah. It's got that vibe. I seem to remember, Jim, that you and I, when we saw this on that all-nighter, that you and I were rather enamored by this song and video yeah it was so yeah. unusual and unlike anything that you would have seen again during the day exactly yes Canadian band they are French Canadian yep. the vocals are sinister I always thought the bass players sounded like Chris Squire from Yes they're like Yes and Rush and I've never heard another band or another album specifically that sounds like this. It's a little bit of jazz in it. Not necessarily with this song because it's a cover and they're trying to stay true to the original. There's this song on this album, correct me if I'm wrong, there's a song on this album where the music breaks for a split second and he yells the word go. He does. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
I would say this band inspired me to, because you know, hair metal, for example, is very blues-based and yes, it's very basic in the chord structures, and they didn't try anything adventurous. But but this band just inspired me to say, throw in an odd note. Yes, or do something chord. chromatic, or yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Are you, I don't know if you're aware or if you know, I, I don't know, but is Voivoda a favorite of the McKenzie brothers? Oh, take off, eh? <laughs> I don't think the McKenzie brothers would have liked anything that was French to me. Mm, I guess it's the same. Yeah, that's true. The same. True, yeah, yeah. I'd like to break with tradition and actually do two songs in a row. Listen, this is it's a free form jazz odyssey. I do want to thank you though for play- that. That I haven't heard that in a while. That really? is, that is, it's top notch right there. Top notch, top notch. That right. is not a healthy scratch. All right, this is another. Um, this is even more modern than Blink One Eighty Two. Wow. Um, but again, this is another band that they've been around for a while. I mean, this album might be, I don't know. I don't know when this album came out, but uh, another one of those bands I was aware of. Never really took the time to listen to any of their stuff, but this is one of those songs where it's just like, yeah, I mean, newer music can still be really good. In sync. Yes. 
I'd tell it, it may again. say three stars, <laughs> but it's five stars in my book, baby. away from these guys because if I read about them, people always said that they were stoner rock or something like that. And really? And whatever was written about it, it was just like, ah, that doesn't sound like it. Wasn't there, there was some kind of to-do about the singer, I believe, recently, yeah. recently, this week. I believe, yeah. Kick some somebody in the head? Like a photographer? Yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not up on the current events here. I think it was this past week. I think I oh, I'm sorry, it. as of the time of this recording. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all heavily edited. Jeff's a podcast professional. He, 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 he should really take over. He's a time shifter. <laughs> So which album is this off of? This is called a Like Clockwork. This is a song. I don't think it's necessarily new. This is a song that tells me I should start listening to other music. (laughs) Really? Expound on that, Ken. I get... um, It's going to sound odd because on, on one of my um, near misses, it's, it's probably not going to sound right, but this album is four years old. So when you say near misses, is that somebody you almost got hitched with? Like, no, 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 near misses. <laughs> near misses as far as songs for this podcast that I'm going to bring oh, up. In a oh, oh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I thought you just like, you know. Yeah. You are the Marion man, you know what I mean? I am I'm something. You're alright, kid. Hey, you see that kid over there? I almost fathered that kid. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of my near misses. But yeah, I, I totally get I, I get caught in I wouldn't even call it time. I get caught in like eddies. Like, you know, I'll, I'll swirl around for a little bit in one thing. Like a bad kayaking trip? Yes, where I, where I almost drown. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, just as a commentary, I mean, I guess we've been talking about MTV a lot, you know, but we were, when we were younger, it was what was on MTV, what was on the radio. Um, you know, even like alternative music, if you didn't know somebody that was into alternative music, you had to watch... Uh, was it 120 Minutes was the show that was on MTV? Mm. And that's where they played all the college rock kind of stuff. Um, I guess maybe there were college radio stations at the time if you wanted to hear something that was different or, you know, alternative. But, uh, I mean, today, I mean, you can just dial up anything from any decade, and that's not something that we had no, we available to us. We totally did not have that at, no. at, our, at our disposal. No? So one of my near misses, you mentioned earlier, Dokken. Hard rocking with Dokken? Yeah. Um, and that's, that. I, I, again, that was a very good supposition. Oh. Um, certainly this one song, again, funneled through me through, through one person, Joe Brizzy. Thank um, you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. 
probably what 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 started me on the path of listening to like like hard rock and, and more metal stuff. It's my disclaimer here is it's it's actually not really that great a song, but it's kind of like you ever have like that first song that like that that puts sets you down that path. And th- and this is what it is, and th- and and consequently, that's why not I didn't put it on my list because it wasn't it's not that great of a song. And I'm not gonna play the whole thing because there's a couple other things I want to get to. This Dream Warriors. It is just Dream Warriors. Oh man, we're definitely hard rocking with Doc. <laughs> Did this song have a movie tie-in? Yes. Yeah, they like made the movie Nightmare? after the song. It's Nightmare uh, on the Street 3, Dream Warriors. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's when George Lynch left the band and Freddy Krueger came in. They made a movie for him. First podcast that kind of sung on. I realize Oh, we're playing this song, Ken. Playing the whole song? I mean, we're playing it. We're going to learn it. Oh, we're going to learn this song. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Missing all along is Jeff's falsetto. <laughs> falsetto of the gods. <laughs> it really is the solo to this song that, like, and, and it, it's his that A natural minor scale that he so heavily relied on that it totally got me into. Is that Jeff Pilson? One note wonder. <laughs> hey man, Winger had a whole career out of it. That's true. No one rocked the five o'clock shadow in the hair metal days like Kip Winger. It, it was a good five o'clock shadow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the polar opposite of Nixon's five o'clock shadow. <laughs> Sounds very mid 80s. He was like 85, 
I'm gonna stop it abruptly, folks. I know Jeff doesn't like that, but the song's really redundant after this one. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Dream Warriors. Don't want to dream no more. Yeah. No more dreaming. <laughs> no more dreams. Oh, you couldn't even fade it out? No. It's an iPhone. It's iPhones don't fade out. <laughs> So, my next song on my near misses is definitely something newer. Definitely not something I would play or write, but but very much motivates me. Frozen into the white girls of the north. I have to try and guess them. Fire past one, fire one. They are the fish. The Shins? Land. The Shins. Phantom Land. That's a couple of their albums. Yeah, this. I'll be honest with you, I listen to their stuff, and I'm not really big on other songs I've heard from them, but this song. I don't know what it is. It, it, there's, there's a bit of nostalgia to me. It, it kind of reminds me of a of a of an '80s Kinks. Could ever try. Got Kinks action going on. There's no connection. Drumming is very basic, very uh, almost instant trio-ish. I thought you were gonna say almost Captain Caveman-ish. This is definitely a song, a newer song I've heard that's 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 spoken to me. What did it say? It said, "Play music." Smart song. It said, "Don't give up the guitar." Don't give up. There are bands I really like that I, I I don't think I would ever write music like, but like uh, Crash Test Dummies. I love the Crash Test Dummies. I think they write really I think they write really intricate songs. 
I don't think I would ever write a song like them, but I really love what they do. And again, they motivate. I hate you, Ken. <laughs> and that's what this is about. Yeah. Bring out the hate. <laughs> Tis the season. <laughs> Nothing says hate like December. <laughs> or a snowstorm on a Friday afternoon in December. That'll bring out the hate. I don't expect this. Well... It's not expected to me because I don't fucking watch the weather. <laughs> the shins. Very nice. The Ken, shins. Ken bringing it up modern right there. Ken almost went hipster on us. Almost. Oh, almost. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, what? Are you giving that to me? You got something? Well, I, I, I just throw two. I mean, I, I'll do some verbal honorable mentions. Um... Certainly, Ramstein became a oh. song. Yeah. Now let me let me throw this in here. Yes, please do. To, today. Yes. On my computer. On your computer. I must have done like a test to see, like I was practicing that song. Oh, really? I was on drums. Yes. Yeah. On a couple of occasions, I I was playing that, and today. This very day, when as of whatever whatever day we're recording this, mark it down. I'm, I'm marking it. What day? Is I it? mean, I'm not like physically marking it, but I'm marking it. Okay, as of today, it is, I was uh, listening it's the to 15th. it. It's December fifteenth. Yes. I was listening to and mixing. Can you believe this? Uh, I can't. That very song. You mean earlier today, or you mean on the this day before date? the day? December 15th, 2017. Jeff Villardo was mixing. I had that song. It was, song. It was, yes. Drums. Drums. Yes. In my basement when I lived at 30 Baird Avenue. Yes. That Baird Avenue. I must have recorded it a couple times. I was just, I took several songs. Yes. And I just kind of played along to them just to. Maybe work things out. I don't know. But that song, Rammstein. <laughs> that song just, just gets me, man. It is, it is a cool tune, and I love yeah. it. I love it when I play it, and Deanna kind of squirms when she hears the Rammstein. Yeah. Like, they're scary. Yeah. <laughs> and but it's yes. funny. And it's funny. Like, I looked at, like, I've looked at, like, translation of their lyrics and there's nothing scary well the whole beginning is just yeah. he's just counting numbers yeah, right? yeah 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 he's exactly yeah. what he's doing <laughs> that's all it is i mean i know that part i don't know a lot of germ but i know that some other honorable mentions um uh, judas priest green manalishi oh which with is a three-prong horn with the three-prong horn which is actually a um it's actually a fleetwood mac song really it's a fleetwood mac cover that is um that was on a mixtape. Again, you're gonna you're you're gonna pick up on a theme here if you haven't already. Audience of three, uh, Joe Brizzy gave me. Uh, side one was all Scorpions. 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 We love you. We love you. And then side two was a mix of some Ozzy, some Metallica, some Iron Maiden, and some uh, Judas Priest and. 
Green Man Alishi, just I love that song. That that song is just Ken loves that song. Love that song. So uh, you know, without without playing them, those are, those are some other honorable mentions on my end. Now, is that more guitar? Obviously, like influenced you to play. I think it's a little bit of both. It's weird. It's it's a whole. It it was very difficult to try and process songs, individual songs that influenced me. It, it was for me as well. And that's kind of why I like doing this little exercise. Like, I mean, certainly. This is a journey of self-discovery for Ken. For all of us. We're just pawns in his game. (laughs) Just pawns in the game of life. We're living in your world. I mean, I mean, you know, for me, the most direct comparison would be, yeah. I mean, that, that, that natural minor scale that, that George Lynch played was, was something that, that played a factor in in how I wrote my music. How Vivian Campbell wrote stuff. I, I mean that that song, that song that we that we that we called Pen Caps for Love Urchins was very Dio-ish, um, and that's that's very Vivian Campbell inspired. But um, if we're talking scales and we're talking Joe Brizzy, I mean Joe Brizzy showed me how to play the blues scale. Yes, that's probably the single most important thing I've ever been taught on the guitar, and there you go. There you go. There you go. And I've never had anybody teach me anything. Never. Never, ever. Ever. And look where it got me. Absolutely nowhere. (laughs) I don't know, dude. You play guitar pretty damn well. (laughs) Here, here. Wow. This is Wow. Wow. On cue, he brings up the Pen Cat song. That's what I do, man. That's what I do. It's very simple, folks. There's very few words to this song, but they're very powerful. There are no mean, words to this song. No, there, no, are. no, there are words. Yeah. There are, and they mean a lot. They're life skills. I don't think my guitar has ever sounded this good before. There's a secret. Post-production. It's called Jeff overdubbed all it's, your parts. It's called, <laughs> it's called it's, Jeff played all my parts. It's called Jeff played another guitar part. Listen, hear those words? Dough balls. Very few words, but they're very meaningful. And everything that life can teach you, you put those skills to use with just those words. Dan Furman bass guitar. No. No. No? That's your Ibanez? That's you play that's you playing bass. Right. But which bass? My bass. Okay. The Ibanez. The Ibanez. Is that recorded in the basement here? Very possible. Could have been. Yes, it's very possible. Here, as of I was gonna say July, but it's not July. It, it is December, Christmas in July. Yeah, Christmas in July, 2017. Oh, uh, I'm trying to round out a date where that happened here. 2006, maybe? That, that sounds... I'm thinking about 2006. That, that's a good... That's a good... Might number. have happened in the basement of this very house that we are recording this podcast right now. 
Love Urchin History. This is the Ken. Wow. Listen to him. See, I'm just I'm backing you up, Ken. That's all me. That's the seven string right there. Did you know that? Oh, that seven string sounds amazing. That's the seven string. Back when I could actually play guitar and play solos. I'm hearing a little bit of Chad Grayson. It's funny you mention that. Yeah. Honorable mention would have been a live song. Oh, yeah. Was that the time? Yeah, 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 yeah. It would have been around, around this time. Like, that was... Yeah. That was... That was some inspiration, drum-wise. I thought I might get a 311 song out of it. 311? Yeah. I, you know, it's so funny. I thought I would have gotten a um, Zappa song out of it. I love Zappa. But I've not tried to necessarily play like him. Uh, right, but I, again, it's not necessarily... Yeah, you know, you're I talking mean, influence. Yeah, dude. I mean, but he didn't necessarily influence me to play. I just love his music. I guess music. I guess he did like come across him yeah. more after the fact. Yeah, I love his music. I would have said 311 because I think for a while your snare drum sound was right. 311. Believe me, ladies and gentlemen, I love a tight, high pitched snare. I love it. You know, as good as this is. I think you need to play, if you have it, on that Ken. device of yours. Ken. We're talking about Love Urchin Lore right here. <laughs> By now, all three of the people listening to this podcast have already tuned out and gone to bed. It's over. It's I over, think when Ken. Ken said... Well, you're talking like this is going over live. <laughs> when Ken said three people, he meant the three of us. Yes, <laughs> precisely. And by now, I'm listening and I'm going to sleep. All right. I think you Throw need to me. play the, the mind melt. Which was <laughs> of drop. Which one? The the uh, the the so uh, the the, 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 the same post time? song. When I um oh, no, when way. I this started playing that bass line, right? And Jim started doing that Neil Shawnish soloing over top of it. Yeah. It was very Neil Shawnish. It was it was it was magic. There's something went on. This? One, two, three. Uh, I think that was here. That was here. It was, it was done here. Yeah. No, it was done at Lincoln Avenue. No, this I is think it was January twenty first, two thousand six. Now the one you're thinking of, Ken, was done at Lincoln Avenue. Yeah, I think he's right. Damn it. Because <laughs> it starts out with me playing by myself. There's like a little intro to it. Yeah. I'll know Stand it. Stand by, boys and girls. I'll know it. I have about 30 of them. Podcast land. Yep. You are in for a treat if you are still listening. You're in dire danger. Well, I have the uh, the the really dramatic one from Sertapalooza where, where we all come in from... As that was actually backstage. That was actually quite good. And you start playing the keyboards. That's right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's this one. This is very dramatic right here. She with the very Egyptian sounding scale. 
in that shit right there. Jay comes in with a... And yet there was really, really no one there to witness it. That's true. Everybody's watching the Eagles play. problem with this particular song because I think were you not tuned down or can I didn't, one of you two weren't tuned down I had down. tuned down there you go <laughs> yeah wow the song is called drop because it did drop the tuning and I didn't drop my tuning uh, All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna fade out like you're supposed to wow that's it's like that that's that's good. I'm gonna see if I can find that song. You asked, I deliver. Ken, these are very podcast unfriendly seats, by the way. Well, I'm sorry. This isn't it either. Is it? This is it. No, no, it's not. No, you're right. Damn, there's so no, no, no. many folks. Please uh, pardon our. I'll know it as soon as you hear it. Please pardon our uh, moment of shameless self-promotion. Well, this is all about love urgent today, I believe. It is. It, it's a love urgent-centered podcast. Self-serving. Ah. Yep. One, you can do it. No, not you. All right, there's several here. Oh, this could be it. Yes. This is it. This is it. Yeah, okay, okay. So seven minutes and 17 seconds of love right here. He's got the picture of me hugging the bomb in Ohio. <laughs> You're a bomb lover, baby. Time sound. It all comes together. Is this recorded with like a microphone hanging from the ceiling? It wasn't recorded well, I'll tell you that. This would have been the eight track player. Sounds pretty good. We can't get through this song quick enough, can we? <laughs> That's my fault. We're trying.
this was you had the zoom, right? Is that what this was? And you're sitting here, and you're you stop for a second, and you're like, yeah, you just yeah. thumb up, thumb down to the. <laughs> Who knows what the fuck's going on here? This is very psychedelic, like. This is when we really didn't like. It was like, okay, song's over. Let's just rip. Could you tell? This is the exploratory phase. The jazz blues odyssey. Me playing like an Ozzy Osbourne sound, like. And I have absolutely no idea what to do with space at this point. You're covering all the notes though right there. It's like every every note in between. You're covering <laughs> it all, man. <laughs> Whatever you need, Jim, I got you covered. <laughs> it can't be out of tune when you're hitting every note. This song is perfect, except for my my uh, my beat. I'm all like I'm I'm out of time, and then, who knows? But it all comes back together one way or the other. Yeah, that that is quite amazing. Like, no matter how far off mark we get, we we still wind up finding a home base. Finding it, come back together. Wait. How the fuck did we do that? Right there. It's like if you fall down the stairs. That is magical right there. That's exactly what it was. We all landed at the bottom at the same time. We bounced off the bottom step and we're like, okay, here we go. song should have ended right here. Right here, but it doesn't. Go right back. This is what Christopher Walken says. <laughs> Explore the space. Explore the space! Right here, listen. This is otherworldly right here. Right there. That's zappy to me right there. on autopilot by this point. 
So you say this happened in Lincoln Avenue? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 it did. I'm sure it did. I'm just throwing my arms around at this point. This was like the same night that Ken had hydroponics labs, like kind of as a song. And we were up in Jeff's bedroom, and I was messing around with the bass, and I came up with that bass line for hydroponics lab, and I said, let's go downstairs and play this. And I think that was all this session. Was that when I had the rack that could hold like a like a dozen guitars? Maybe. <laughs> we horked that from the oh back of some, you, some music you place stole down from Ash? No, it was some place in Delaware. Delaware. Like a piano store. <laughs> I think it was in their trash heap, though, to be honest. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then my grandma was like, what the hell is this? Is the song going to oh. enter? You think it's over, but no. That's oh, almost over. Oh, this is, not, this is the version I was thinking about. What song had the uh, slide guitar in the end of it? Yeah, the... the Remember we ended drops with that? That is a different version. That's that's the version I was thinking of. And I thought that was here. Yeah, I thought so too. What version is that? We're gonna bore our Oh our, my god. We're gonna Audience, bore the listener. I am so sorry. No, this can all be edited, Ken. I mean It can be if actually, I was if I was a good editor. The last twenty minutes of this don't even have to be aired. That, is that what this one was? That was here. I know that for a fact this song was you should, done here. You should kind of like fast forward to the end because they've all heard this already. <laughs> oh, this is this is different. Oh wow, that's very different. I don't even remember this one. This was on my camcorder. Yeah. Yes. Well, this was done with a video camera. There wasn't video. I don't, well, at least not. I don't know if it was this one or not. Not it, hey? It's another one of those songs from that. Was it dropped? No, it was, dro- it was dropped, but at the end, I started playing that bass line. The, um, and we called it, that's, I think that's probably the first time we called it the mind melt. Maybe not. This was done in Jay's basement, I think. <clears throat> no. No, definitely not Jay's basement. I mean, we might have tried to recreate it, but... This was probably like a practice before the that uh, Certapalooza. <laughs> it sounds like the beginning of the Certapalooza. No, this is definitely not the uh, mind melt. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what song has the slide guitar at the end of it. How many versions do you have of drops? Probably six or seven. <laughs> well, that's not that many to go through. Wow. I have a lot. I wonder if I have it. 
You know what I do have. What do you have? I'm afraid to ask. Yeah, this is a very special song. Oh, special. Very special. You know, the, the ending is the best part of this song. You know, I started making a video of this song. Did you? With, with, with footage from the um, Ralph Nader. <laughs> <laughs> with, like, cars exploding and everything? Cars, cars being dragged and, and crashing. He'd be proud. <laughs> this is another one of those songs that, like... I guess we just kind of hit record and went. Are you still listening? Must have been recorded around the same time as that drop song, that version. Yeah, this was definitely this was definitely in my brain. Was it unsafe at any speed? That's it. The Ralph Nader tribute song. A little bit. I've never been good with that. That's where I lack as a, one of the years. Just one of the years I just lack as a drummer. This was very, this was very um, motorheadish. <laughs> the drumming was very motorheadish. No, I, I disagree. I, I, I think that this is the natural end result of where our influences would take us. Okay. Is that a good save? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was before and after. Exactly. This is smart. Ken had that bass in like a whole nother realm there. Although I think that was post-production. Some of you did you did do a little post-production. A play. little? I I EQ'd that. I did think you I had myself. Like no, cool. no, no. This I did not. I did not play anything. On this one, except but, the drum. But the chords. Those evil chords. That I, I I can tell. I think I can tell you exactly what. That bass is being played through. I had like a an amp simulator for Ampeg. I believe that's what you're hearing.
the uh, even Jim's guitar. I think I had I had that through a processor too. Yamaha guitar. I think for old time's sake, I decided I would play the Yamaha. I would really love to do something with this song just so we can do the ending again. The ending of this song is just amazing. Sometimes, though, it's just magical. Like, no, it you is, no you're never, right. You're right. You can never recreate that. Yeah, you're right. And that's what I think people need to know about the lover. Sometimes it just went off, man. It's happy accidents. Yeah. We're a very transient phenomenon. And I don't mean transients like people that sleep outside of our stages. <laughs> hey man, that that could be our niche right there. Like that's transient rock. Yeah, yeah. Well, we said loser rock. You don't want to peg them in a corner though. You know, <laughs> they could just be on hard times. They they're not necessarily losers. No. Transient rock. I, I think transient I, rock is a great. I thing. believe the real word is ephemeral, not effeminate. Ephemeral. ephemeral. Yes. No, I got you. Look but it that up, doesn't, doesn't roll off the tongue as nice as loser rock. I know transient rock. I think it rolls off the tongue anyway. Here's here's where Jim was trying to find the right setting. There it was. That right there. It's like the feedback. And those are the. But those are the evil baseboards. Yes. Folks, where else are you going to get this kind of entertainment? For nothing. 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 You hey, aren't paying anything. Nothing. Completely free. How many hours are we in this? Two hours and ten minutes. See, people went to sleep, woke up, and are listening to this, and now they're like, Mine's blown. They are. I think, we, I think we've really reached the masses here. Chris, you could end the podcast with this song right here. We certainly could. 